Blog Talk Radio. We're here, God, because your promise has been fulfilled in us. We're here, God, because when we seek you, we find you. God, when we ask, we receive. When we knock on the door, you answer it. Your word is alive. Your word is alive today. It is truth. It is everything.
Welcome back to another edition of Prayer International Radio. I'm your host, Sean Holmberg, along with Christopher Herzog, who's in the studio. And 
we're going to start off, and um, I'm going to read something from Acts. It's Acts chapter 17, um, verse 16, and it says, Now while Paul waited for them at Athens, his spirit was provoked within him when he saw that the city was given over to idols. Therefore he reasoned in the synagogue with the Jews and with the Gentile worshippers and in the marketplace daily with those who happened to be there. Then certain Epicurean and Stoic philosophers encountered him and said, some said, what does this babbler want to say? Others said, he seems to be a proclaimer of foreign gods because he preached to them Jesus and the resurrection. You know, a lot of people out there will think you're crazy if in today's time she still preached Jesus. But you know, the Bible says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he never changes, and neither should we. And regardless of what the world does, Jesus is still the way, the truth, and the life. And the Bible still declares that it's only through coming to Jesus that you can have access to the Father. And it says in verse 19, And they took him and brought him to the era, whatever, something. I don't even know what the word is, but saying, May we know what this new doctrine is of which you speak. For you are bringing some strange things to our ears. Therefore, we want to know what these things mean. For all the Essenes and the foreigners who were there spent their time in nothing else but either to tell or to hear some new thing. You know, we've been doing this broadcast for about a month now. And me and Chris have been walking with the Lord Jesus for it seems like a majority of our life now. And one thing I can guarantee you is there is no new thing. There's nothing new out there. It's all the same. And Jesus is not new. Although to some people he is. To us who have known him, it's not a new doctrine. It's not a new revelation. It's the same Jesus who's died for our sins and throughout the course of history the Father has spoken at various times and at various places to people declaring to them his son Jesus Christ and then he appeared and came in the flesh and died for the sins of the world was resurrected and the disciples who were with him proclaimed this same Jesus whom we now, in this current century, still preach. It's still the same Jesus. And if anything takes away from that, and if there's any new doctrine or any new theology or anything that takes away from Jesus Christ and anything that does not glorify him and anything that does not point to him, then it's not real. Someone once said that the things that aren't seen are more real than the things that are. 
And there's going to always be people wanting to hear something new and people wanting to see something new. But the only thing that's of any value is Jesus. It says in verse 22, Then Paul stood in the midst of the same word I can't pronounce and said, Men of Athens, I perceive that in all things you are very religious. And the reason he said that is because all men, even in today's time, nobody, or I don't want to say nobody, but most people don't have a bad intention. Most people believe and attempt to believe even if they don't know what it is they're supposed to be believing in. Just because people who don't know the Lord Jesus, who follow various religions and doctrines, just because they don't serve the Lord Jesus out of ignorance, because they don't know the truth, doesn't mean they don't have the desire for the truth. It doesn't mean that everybody out there who doesn't know him is lost and because, you know, not all all of us at one point in time were away from the truth because we didn't have the knowledge of the truth. And it's that very truth, which is Jesus Christ, that we at one point in time received a revelation of. And, you know, the Bible says that the goodness of God leads men to repentance, and the Holy Spirit is constantly drawing people's heart to the Father. And so you need to realize that people out there who don't believe in Jesus doesn't mean they don't want to know the truth. They just may not have been exposed to it yet. And in verse 23 it says, For as I was passing through and considering the objects of your worship, I even found an altar with this inscription, to the unknown God. You know, the Bible says in Romans, it says that for the very creation of the world, and I'm paraphrasing here, the very creation of the world declares the glory of God. The very creation around us declares that there is a God so that men are without without an excuse. You know, people are born with something inside of them that cries out for the living God and seeks out God. Because there's something that is always missing, and you may have heard that, but it's ironic how true it really is that when you do not have the Father, how much is missing that you don't completely comprehend. And so men are always searching in the blind, like blind men, through the darkness, trying to find the light that they don't understand and that they don't know. And it isn't until someone comes to them and reveals to them who the light is, which is Jesus, that they actually come to a full comprehension of what it is that's actually missing in their lives. And you'll see this in relationships. People will cling to relationships when they don't know the Father because they're seeking to find that which is missing, and they tend to take that empty spot inside of them and fill it up with pretty much whatever they can. But it never quite does the trick. And, you know, in my life as a Christian, and even before I was a Christian, you notice the difference. You notice that there's something tangible about a relationship with a father that you can't really describe. It's 
there's a peace and there's a joy that comes from knowing him and being in his presence. And when you don't have that, it's a stark reality. Anybody who's ever fallen away from the Father and didn't spend time with God or you weren't spending time, even if you're a Christian and everything's going great, those people who you used to spend a lot of time with the Father and now you don't, you'll notice that there's something different in your life. There is something missing that can only be obtained by spending time with the Father and by knowing Him and having a communion with Him. And it says, Therefore, the one whom you worship without knowing him I proclaim to you, God, who made the world and everything in it, since he is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands, nor is he worshipped with men's hands as though he needed anything, since he gives to all life, breath, and all things. And he has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on the face of the earth, and has determined their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwellings so that they should seek the Lord in the hope that they might grope for him and find him though he is not far from each one of us you know I was playing a video game and I still do that um, and it was just called civilization and it's pretty much you have control of a country and it has this entire world and I was playing this game and I know and I was they placed me somewhere in I think Asia and when the map was revealed I noticed all the countries around me in this game and it made me stop and think of how big the world really is you know when you take a map on my desktop of my computer I have a map of the world where I can see all the different countries and I mean I can see Canada and like South America, Brazil, Peru, I can see Russia, China, Australia. And it looks so small until you go outside of your house and you start driving down the street. And it still surprises me. I can be driving down the street and notice exactly how many cars are around me. And it's not one or two. It's hundreds and thousands. And... I realized that there are people in my very neighborhood that, like the Bible says, are groping for him, yearning and longing to know the Creator, to know God, without having the knowledge that it's as simple as a knowledge of Jesus Christ. Something so simple as accepting that Jesus Christ died for your sins. And it's nothing complex. There's no formulas. There's no rituals. There's no anything except for faith in what he already did. And, you know, in the last couple of weeks, we played, we've been praying for Libya and China. And, you know, China seems so far away. And some people may never have a chance to visit. I've never been. But in China, there's still Christians who are walking around the street, noticing the hundreds of thousands of people around them, and knowing that some of those people have, may have never heard 
the name of Jesus may never know that there's someone who died for their sins. And even here in the States, it's the same way. And the world is a very big place. I mean, if you can imagine walking from one side of your town to the other, I mean, depending on where you live, I mean, that alone could take days. And how many people would you actually pass? Now, if you imagine walking from one side of your state to another, or one side of your country to another, or even one side of your continent. And, you know, the Bible says that God put us all in various places, and he determined beforehand where we would be born, where we would live. In order that we may seek him, seek out, seek him out. You know, we talked about how God uses people in their everyday situations and in their everyday lives to reach out to those who don't know him. And the fact that you stop at a gas station to get a candy bar or get a drink or just happen to miss one gas station and end up going to a different one. And while not everything may have an exact purpose, you never exactly know. Because you never know who you're going to run into and you never know who it is that you're going to talk to. And you never know what's going on in their lives. If you, One thing I was thinking about the other day, watching all these cars pass me, is that if I look at my life and my my days and I think of all the different issues I have, I have bills to pay, I have a family, I have kids who sometimes they're wonderful and maybe sometimes not so wonderful. And I got a call from my teachers, from one of my kids' principals today because they didn't have the best day in the world. And and then you have work and you have your friends and you have your all the people you have to go see and your family members and so many different issues that you have in your own life. And now if you think that every single person you pass on the street and every single person in a car next to you has those same issues. And I can't even imagine how many times I have to pray and ask ask God for advice or to ask God for wisdom or, or sometimes just throw myself at his feet and ask for his grace and mercy and ask for his strength to help me get through whatever it is. And now if you imagine that and realize that every single person that you come in contact with are identical and they're all the same. Seeking the Father, even if they don't know it. And so I said, I wanted to say that to say that, you know, when you pray for people, you may not see the effect that you have. But the Bible declares that when we pray, he hears us and that he answers our prayers. And the, it says, the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. And so you can impact those people around you and those people in your cities and the people in your towns and the people in your nations and the people on your continent and the people on the other side of the world whom you'll never see. But he will. 
And so we become intercessors before the Father, speaking out into the lives of those who we may never come in contact with on a physical basis, but in the spiritual realm, we have an effect by trusting in the Father and interceding on their behalves. You know, there is this issue in China where there is the earthquake and then there is a tsunami and then there is a nuclear plant that has issues. And, you know, as horrible as it was and as horrible as the situation has been, you never know to the extent of how much worse it could have ended up being. It reminds me of when the Twin Towers fell in the United States, there was a lot of people who were woken up really early in the morning with a desire to pray. And they didn't always know what, and they didn't necessarily know what it is they were praying for. They just knew they needed to pray for something. And, you know, the Bible says that the Spirit helps in our weaknesses, and we don't always know what we need to pray as we ought. So the Holy Spirit makes intercession through us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And, you know, there comes a time when you just feel like you need to pray, and you may not know what you need to pray for, so you just pray, and you pray through the Holy Spirit, and you ask God to give you wisdom and insight into those into the so you can have some kind of direction to understand where it is his heart is at that particular moment because sometimes the holy spirit will give you a desire to pray because he needs and wants someone to come into agreement for his plan his plans and purposes to be completed in someone's life and you know there were people who were supposed to be in the World Trade Center that morning, who, for some strange reason, didn't make it. And, you know, nobody knows the mind of God. We have insight through the Holy Spirit who explains to us things and gives us revelations to things. But there's always going to be questions that we may never have the answers to. You know, the Bible says that it's appointed every man wants to die and after that the judgment and it says in Ecclesiastes that we are but dust and we're just where I mean we're but dust. And it says our life is but a vapor. We're here one second, which can seem like an eternity, but it's really a tiny little speck of sand compared to the real eternity which we will experience after this life is over. And so people got up and prayed that morning because they felt and they had a desire and they had a call to pray. And through their prayers and interceding, there were people who were supposed to be in the World Trade Center who didn't happen to be there because someone interceded on their behalf. And they end up not being there. And so it's very interesting that when you pray, you can have an effect without those people may have never known, those one people who were praying may have never known that they saved someone's life that day by them interceding before the Father. And, you know, Chris can tell you and I can tell you that there's people who have interceded and prayed into our lives even from the time we were little kids. And and had they not interceded and prayed, we would not currently be where we're at. And 
and it's a frightening thing to realize that someone sowed a seed and someone watered that seed to get us to the place where our hearts were ready to receive Jesus. And if those people had never prayed for us and interceded on our behalf, you know, it could have been years later, if ever, that we would have ever even heard of the Lord Jesus. I mean, if someone didn't pray and someone didn't come talk to us, where would we actually be at this point? And anyway, back to the scripture, it says, Therefore, the one whom you worship without knowing, him I proclaim to you, God, who made the world and everything in it, since he is the Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands, nor is he worshipped with men's hands as though he needed anything, since he gives to all life breath and all things, and he has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on the face of the earth, and has determined their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwellings, so they should seek the Lord, and in the hope that they might grow for him and find him, though he is not far from each one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. As also some of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. Therefore, since we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the divine nature is like gold or silver or stone, something shaped by art and man's devisings. Truly these times of ignorance God overlooked, but now commands all men everywhere to repent, because he has appointed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by the man Jesus whom he has ordained. He has given assurance of this to all by raising him from the dead. And it says in First um, John, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled concerning the word of life, Jesus, the life was manifested, and we have seen and bear witness and declare to you that eternal life, which was with the Father, and was manifested to us, that which we have seen and heard we declare to you, that you also may have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father, and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And these things we write to you, that your joy may be full. We who have seen him, and I don't mean see him as in physically, but in our own lives, we who have had the privilege of knowing the Lord Jesus Christ and those of us who have understood what it's like to be in his presence and those of us who have received the revelation of his love for us have a responsibility to declare unto others that their joy may be full. The Bible says in Revelation that we have overcome the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and by the words of our testimonies. 
and not loving our lives unto death. And we have a responsibility to declare that which, which we know, which is Him. And and I've said this before, that all the knowledge you have and of all the knowledge that you can share to the world, there's not a louder message and there's not a greater message and there's not a more powerful message that will make an impact outside of the blood of Jesus and outside of the love of God. For it's the one message that's going to ring throughout eternity. And it's the one message that's not going to pass away. Because all the knowledge that man has obtained as far as creating and inventing and the great things that man have accomplished, those things will pass away. But on that day when we stand before him, the only knowledge that will have any significance is the knowledge that he is king and that he is Lord and that he shed his blood for our sins that we may have fellowship with the Father and have eternal life through him.
Welcome back to Prayer International Radio. And we're going to go to Acts chapter 8, verse 26. And it says, Now an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south, along the road which goes from Jerusalem to Gaza. And this is a desert. So he arose and went. And, you know, it's key that when you feel led by the Holy Spirit to do something, that you do it. Because you never know the outcome of your obedience. And it says, So he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge of all her treasury, and had come to Jerusalem to worship, was returning. And Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians, is actually a title. And this man had been placed in charge of all her money, which means he held a position of great trust. And it says, in sitting in his chariot, he was reading Isaiah the prophet. And the spirit said to Philip, go near and overtake this chariot. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah. And he said, do you understand what you are reading? And he said, how can I unless someone guides me? And he asked Philip to come up and sit with him. The place in the scripture which he read was, he was led, he was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb before its shearer is silent. So he opened not his mouth, and his humiliation, his justice was taken away. And who will declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. So the eunuch answered Philip and said, I ask you, of whom does the prophet say this, of himself or, or some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth, and beginning at, at this scripture, preached Jesus to him. Now as they went down the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, See, here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? Then Philip said, If you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And, you know, Peter, I mean, Philip was just an ordinary man. But in one moment, he transformed someone's life who was groping to understand and groping for God. Someone who just happened to be traveling down the road and be in the position to where the Holy Spirit could send Philip to talk to him. And in your life, you're going to have those opportunities where you're going to be in a specific place at a specific time without even understanding why. And maybe it's your work, or maybe it's just being at a park, or maybe it's being at a specific gas station. But there is going to be someone who is searching for God. And you may be that one person who God can use to talk to them and explain to them what they don't know. And this, and this eunuch went back to Ethiopia. And I've heard a lot of stories about how he started a mass 
not um, I don't want to say crusade, but a mass um, revival is a better word. And his home country, I mean, because says he went away with great joy. And Philip and the Holy Spirit took Philip away. So the eunuch didn't see him anymore because it wasn't about Philip. It wasn't about Philip was a great teacher. It wasn't about Philip had a great ministry or a great anointing or anything else. It was the fact that through obedience, Philip opened his mouth and declared that which which he had witnessed and that which he had experienced and that which he knew, which was Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Because it's all for his glory. You see, when when we go and speak to the nations, it's not for us. It's for him. Because it's for his inheritance. And it's for his glory. Because they're his sheep. And we do it out of obedience, and we do it out of our love for the Father. And we do it as a responsibility that not one may be lost. For the Father desires those who are willing to let him use us and work through us and work in us to reach out to a world that still does not know him, Thousands, a couple thousand years after the death of Jesus and the resurrection of Jesus, there are still those out there that don't know him. You know, it reminds me of, there was an article on CNN the other day about an S, a tribe in, their, in a remote part of Mexico that some helicopter flew over and saw. And it was a tribe that had not been contacted by the outside world yet, outside of a helicopter that flew over them. And, you know, there's going to be someone who's willing to go to them and tell them that Jesus Christ is Lord and that Jesus Christ died for their sins. And you could be the person... And you don't even have to go to an to a remote tribe. You don't have to be the person who goes to Russia or goes to China or goes to the United States. You could be the person in your own neighborhood, in your own apartment complex, in your own job. You could be the person to stand up and declare to those people who do not know him, who are searching for him, that there is hope and that there is a Savior who died for their sins. And in the end, that is the most important thing that we will ever do. Get up and feel the wildflowers. She raised the air and flies away. Trust him and learn how to see 
Yeah. 
Welcome back to Prayer International Radio. I am your host, Sean Homburg, along with Christopher Herzog. And in just a minute, we're going to pray. So I want to be very sensitive to the Father. Um, if you need prayer for anything, our call in number is 619-638-8458. And we'll attempt to answer your call as soon as possible. We have a chat room open. If you need prayer for anything, just um, let us know. And like we do every night, we're going to pray for anybody who needs to be healed from pretty much anything that is going on from something serious to even something as simple as a cold. And personally in my life, I've seen and witnessed God heal a numerous amount of things. And I have come to trust that he is faithful to keep his word regarding healing you know, the scripture says that by his stripes we are healed, and it says that if we come into agreement that he is there in the midst. And he said that if we will ask anything in his name, that he'll do it. And the Bible declares that we know that he hears us, and so we know we have the petitions we ask of him. And so prayer isn't something extra spooky. It's just us coming before the Father and trusting him to fulfill his word and coming into agreement with him and having an attitude to come before him and let him know that we believe what he said. You know, the Bible says that if we are to come, those who come to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And the Bible is full of promises and declarations that the Father made over our lives. And all it takes is us believing him and taking him at his word and believing that he is a God and not, who cannot lie and believing that he is a God who will do exceedingly, abundantly above all that we can ask or think. And everything is for him and through him and because of him. And all healing and everything else is for his glory. It's not for ours. It's not because we have the right words when we pray. It's not because we have the right formula. It comes down to just trusting him. And, you know, even if you don't believe that you have the ability to pray or anything else, you know, it's not about what you say. It's not about anything like that. It's about your heart and your attitude of coming before him. You know, even the disciples, when they prayed for people, Jesus had given them a command to lay hands on the sick. And Jesus said, to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And it wasn't because they had some supernatural ability. It was because of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, when we pray for people and we come before the God, before the Father, whether we're actually physically touching people or we're just praying in faith and praying for people who are in other nations and other cities, we, in obedience, come before the Father, declaring his word, and then we trust him to do the rest. 
you know, there's times I've prayed for people in hospitals and other places, and there's never anything supernatural. There's nothing, you don't even always feel anything. It's getting to the point of just knowing that you're praying, and just by you having faith that God can do what he declared he can, then he comes in and he does the rest, and the healing is all through him. And so if you have anything you need prayer for, once again, our call-in number is 619-638-8458. So, and we had one prayer, I mean, one praise report, if that's what you, how you want to call it, um, Lupe from, and I'm reading this from the message board, Lupe from Walk on Water wrote that she got answered prayer and her asthma was healed. And that's unbelievable. Um, it reminds me of the story. And there was a woman who had an issue of blood for multiple years and she had gone to all the doctors. And none of the doctors could heal her. And she knew if she would just touch Jesus that she would be made well. And you know, there comes a point in your life for some people where they've gone everywhere else for answers. And there's only so much men can do. And then we trust in the Father, which we should always be trusting Him. And, you know, it's okay to go to doctors. It's okay because, you know, the Lord has given them skills. And the Lord has given them abilities and knowledge to heal things. But there are always times when there's things that even modern medicine can't heal, but, you know, the Father can heal anything. And when doctors have given up hope, he's the author of our hope. And it says that he's the author and the finisher of our faith. And so we're going to come before the Father and we're going to trust him to to everything he said and more. So if you are sick or you're suffering from anything, place your hand, either one, it doesn't matter, on whatever part of your body that's sick. And Father, we come before you, me and the rest of the listening audience from here to every corner of the earth. Father, we come believing that you are the God that you, Jesus, that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. We believe that your word declares that you died for our sins, and we believe your word declares that by your stripes we are healed. Father, your word declares if we, as simple, ordinary people, would lay hands on the sick, they will recover, not by our might, nor by our power, but by the power of your Holy Spirit and by your word which declares if we would come before you, we would have the things which we ask. And you declared if we would come together in agreement that you are there in the midst. So, Father, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, Father, we declare healing, and we ask for healing for these body parts, Father, for these organs, for these muscles. Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, Father, right now, 
We ask for complete and total healing. Father, over every stomach condition right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, let every infirmity go, every sickness, every disease go right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, your word declares that you have given Jesus the name that is above every name. That is the name of Jesus. Every knee should bow and every tongue should confess that he is Lord. So, Father, that even includes sicknesses and that even includes diseases, Father. So, Father, we speak against any spirit of affliction, and we ask for complete and total healing in the name of Jesus. Father, we declare that these bodies will line up with the Word of God. I'm going to take a step of faith here, and someone is having an issue with a baby, um, whether you're pregnant or something like that. So put your hand on your stomach. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you for your blood. Father, and I ask for complete and total healing over this unborn child right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I rebuke you, spirit of death, and command you have no right to touch a child of God. Father, thank you for your healing, complete and total healing over this mother and her child right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And Father, we break every fever right now in the name of Jesus Christ over every adult and over every child. And we command you, fever must go right now in the name of Jesus Christ. And the blood of Jesus is against you. Father, we declare your blood over this fever right now in the name of Jesus Christ. And we command it to go. Father, for every person who has a problem with their feet, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, Father, we ask for their feet to be completely and totally healed and made new. Father, that you would relax every muscle, Father, that you would heal every bone right now according to your power, Holy Spirit. Jesus, according to your power, heal every bone. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, well, we're going to put a song on. If you need prayer for anything, our call-in number is 619-638-8458. Um, give us a call, and we will be right back.
All right, well, praise God. We are live. Prayer International Radio, and we are back. My name is Chris Herzog, and I'll be your host for about the next half hour on the show. We're going to have some time of worship, some time of prayer, and I'll be picking up uh, the rest of the broadcast. Sean Holmberg was in the studio earlier tonight just sharing his heart, sharing prayer, sharing the Word of God. And so we just want to thank our Facebook family and our Blog Talk Radio family, those of you that are reaching out on our website, www.prayerinternational.org. Also, we want to thank everyone that's in the chat room tonight. It looks like we've got JT Overcomer Ministries, Kiva Renee. Heard an awesome testimony uh, about Lupe, Walk on Water. Uh, apparently, she got prayer and got healed uh that uh, that her asthma got healed on the program. Uh, we just heard from another uh, minister uh, that's got another show. Apparently, if I'm seeing this right, apparently we prayed for some asthma. Or during one of the broadcasts, uh, she got healed of asthma. I'm not really sure what happened. But we just want to give all the glory and the thanks and praise to God. You know, we are here to say this. Jesus is the healer. It's not us. It's not anything that we're doing. But we are taking God at his word, and we are declaring the truth of the word of God, that Jesus is a savior, he's a healer, he's a deliverer, he is a provider, he is the treasure that you're seeking, he is your all in all, and if you have an issue or need an answer to your problem, then Jesus is that answer, Jesus is the promise to the problems that you're facing. And So we just want to give all the glory and praise to God tonight. And we just thank everybody for listening. And so we're going to go into a time of worship for a minute, and then I am going to get back on and share the Word of God as the Lord leads. So we just want to thank you again for just being there with us. And praise the Lord. Lord, we say, How lovely is your dwelling O Lord Almighty, for my soul longs and even faints for you, faints for you. 
Praise God, we're back. Uh, actually, having a few technical difficulties. I don't know what's going on. So, um, we're actually going into another time of worship, just briefly, until I get a few things figured out here, and then we will be back. Uh, this is Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog, and we're coming up on the last oh, 25 minutes of the program or so. And again, we want to thank our Blog Talk Radio family, our Facebook family, and those of you that are uh, in the chat room, those of you that are on the website, those of you that are listening. So we just thank you. Uh, We just want to bless you guys tonight.
looking at my door a lot lately. So I'm just using this as an anthem because it's the scriptures. It talks about the one day. Better is the one day, one day in your house. And that tense of the wicked thing is the scripture right there. We'd rather be a doorkeeper. Think of your, think of, think of what it's like really when you're dwelling right in the grip of the wicked one. That grossness that grips our soul and robs us of life. And this is an anthem, an anthem of freedom. I'd rather be a doorkeeper than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. I'd rather be a doorkeeper than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. I'd rather be a doorkeeper than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. I'd rather be a doorkeeper than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. All right, well, praise God, we're back. This is Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog, and I'll be your host for the last, just about the last 20 minutes for the evening. And uh, I'll be real honest, I'm not really sure where we've been tonight. Um, my wife and I have been with family tonight, and we were actually about an hour outside of town uh, a big portion of the day. And so Sean took uh, the majority of the broadcast for the first hour and a half, and so I really have no clue where we've been tonight, but I do know this, the Lord is awesome, and you know, when two or three are gathered together in his name, he is in our midst. The Father promises that if we believe touching anything, we ask according to his will, it will be done, and so right now, we just want to let you know there's power in agreement, and we're standing with you. Uh, those of you that are in the chat room tonight, I know we've got Dove Doe and JC Overcomer Ministries. We've got Kilo Renee. We've had quite a few people in and out. Uh, we've heard some testimonies from Walk on Water, Lupe, uh, different people uh, tonight. I don't know who was in there with Sean earlier, but we want to bless you tonight. We want to bless your ministry. We want to bless what you put your hands to. We want to speak a blessing over your families right now. I know uh, a prayer request came up from Mike who's going through a uh, heart transplant situation right now. Uh, right now, in the name of Jesus, we want to lift up Mike. And Father, we ask, Lord, uh, we just pray. Uh, uh, from what I understand, there's a heart transplant that's needed. And so right now, in the name of Jesus, we lift up Mike and declare by the stripes of Jesus you are healed. We pray for favor. That, Father, you would restore his heart. That, Lord, you would give him years to his life. You give him years to his life, Father. We pray years to his life, wisdom over the doctors, favor, Lord, with his heart transplant situation. And, Father, in the meantime, Lord, we know you're a God of miracles. We know that, Lord, you can transplant supernaturally. Father, you can lay your hand on his heart. You can lay your hand on his heart and give him a new heart, Father. We know that all things are possible. If you can heal asthma, if you can heal comas, if you can heal uh, heart situations. Lord, I know we had a man that just had a heart uh, situation where he had a stroke and he had a lung issue all the way in Singapore 
And, Father, via video, Lord, you went out and you touched this man. You gave him a new heart and gave him new lungs. And now he's actually sending doctor's reports to us. So, Father, we pray right now for Mike. Father, we declare, Lord God, that by the power of the Holy Spirit, by the stripes of Jesus, he appeals. Father, we know that all things are possible to them that believe. So we lift him up right now. We pray your perfect will be done. Your kingdom come in his life. In Jesus' name. And so we want to just lift up your family, those of you that have family that you're standing for, and even those of you that have family that need to be saved right now, we pray for everybody listening to this broadcast. Father, we lift up every family. We lift up their parents. We lift up their children. We lift up their spouses, husbands and wives. We lift up, Lord, siblings, brothers and sisters, aunts and uncles, Lord, grandparents, whoever, anybody related to our our. Uh, listening audience, anybody that's in touch with the family of God that we're, we're joining with right now, Father, we come into agreement, and we believe right now that the, their whole household, whoever that person is, just begin to call their name out to the Lord right now. We're agreeing with you right now in the name of Jesus, and there's power in agreement. You know, the Bible says if we touch, if we gather, he is in our midst, and that two are better than one that a three-stranded cord cannot easily be broken. And if we join arms, if we join forces, one can put a 1,000 to flight, but two can put 10,000 to flight. And there is authority and power in the name of Jesus as believers gather together. The Bible says how good and pleasant it is when brethren dwell in unity. It's like the, the anointing oil that was on the beard of Aaron. This is Psalm 133 that I'm paraphrasing. And so we're just asking in the name of Jesus that you'd be touched, that as we join in agreement with you, that your life would be changed, that you'd be touched by the power of the Holy Spirit, and that right now we agree for your family, we agree for your future, we agree for your finances right now in the name of Jesus Christ, that your faith would be established, your faith would be strengthened, and that by the power of the Holy Spirit you'd be made whole. Praise Jesus. So right now, we just want to thank you for coming in. Uh looks like we've got uh, Keithy 13 in the uh, chat room. We just bless you right now in the name of Jesus and those of you that are in there. So we just bless. We agree with you. We agree. And right now, while we have you in agreement, we want to lift up our nation. We lift up the United States of America, Father. We lift up President Barack Obama. We pray your will be done in your kingdom come, that you would turn the hearts of this nation to you. You turn the hearts of this nation's leaders to you, Father, and bring a desperation and a hunger over the lives of the men and women that are in office, the men and women that are in the political, the government realm, the law-making realm, the men and women that make policies in our nation, that you'd work in their lives. Bless them in the name of Jesus. So, Father, we just ask, Lord, that you touch them. Well, praise God, we are just uh, blessing you. It looks like we've got uh, somebody new in the prayer room, and we just thank you tonight in the chat room. We just bless you uh, for being in there. And uh, if you need prayer, let us know. And so if you need prayer, we just want to join with you. You can go to the phone, 619-638-8458. And, uh, of course, you can also go to our website, www.prayerinternational.org. And, of course, we're at prayerinternational at gmail.com. And so feel free to contact us, leave prayer requests, any concerns you have, any comments. 
Uh, leave your information, your ministry information, your contact information. If you want to send that out via email to us, we will get back in touch with you. Uh, sometimes it takes us a little bit, but we will make a point to try to touch base with you via email, and we'll stay in touch. We'll put you on our prayer list. We'll be lifting you up daily, nightly, as the Lord leads us. Our other intercessors will be lifting you up, too. So, praise God. Well, I'll tell you what, it looks like there's a little guy in Calgary, Canada that needs prayer, and so right now we just want to pray for that guy. If you uh, want to leave his information, we will definitely lift up the guy in Canada. Praise the Lord that needs prayer. So uh, if you don't need prayer, join in prayer with us and let us know. Let us know. And we will reach out. We will join in agreement. We will believe for you and with you. Praise God. Listen, there is a spirit of God coming over the church and coming over the people of God in this last hour. There's a spirit of power and a spirit of Elijah. You know, God said in the last days his spirit would pour out on all flesh and that sons and daughters would prophesy that there would be signs and wonders in the earth and signs and wonders in the heaven, that there would be blood, fire, and vapor of smoke, and that in the last days there would be perilous times, that the love of many would wax cold, that there would be people that are following ancient ears and every wind of doctrine that listen. God says in the last days there would be a remnant that would finish strong, and God is calling his people to worship him in spirit and in truth. The Bible says the Father seeks such to worship him, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And so we're calling you today. As the Holy Spirit is drawing your heart, the Bible says no one can praise God, no one can say Jesus is Lord unless the Spirit draws him. In fact, Jesus said, if I be lifted up, all men would come nigh. And so we're lifting up the name of Jesus. We're declaring his name above every name, that he is King of kings and Lord of lords. His name is Jesus Christ. He is the Son of the living God, the Son of the Most High God. And this God does not dwell in temples made of human hands. He does not dwell in temples of worship, but he dwells in the hearts of his people. Now, people can gather in places of worship, and where those people are gathered, his spirit will be in their midst. The Bible says he dwells in the hearts of his people, that he inhabits the praise of the people. That means wherever his name is lifted up, wherever his name is praised, wherever there is thankfulness and gratitude displayed and exhibited to the Most High God, then God's Spirit dwells there. You know, the Bible says, come before his presence with singing. That we enter his gates with thanksgiving in our hearts, we enter his courts with praise. And if you're going to come before the King of Kings, if you're going to come before the Lord of Lords, You've got to learn to worship this God. You've got to learn to be intimately acquainted with him in that place of worship, in that place of honor, in that place of praise, where your heart is lifted up in heartfelt gratitude towards the Lord with unabandoned desperation, with a desire and a fire and a passion and a love for him. The Bible says, that if we're lukewarm, God says he's few out of his mouth, but we're to be hot or cold. God wants us to have a fire for him and a passion for him. He's an all-or-nothing God. He wants your heart. He's looking for hearts that are fully his, not a divided heart, not somebody that's just doing lip service, but somebody that will worship him with a heart that seeks him. You know, character And integrity is really the actions of a person when nobody is looking. And a lot of times, it's real easy to act spiritual in church. It's real easy to act spiritual in a spiritual setting. 
But can we keep our Christianity, can we remain upright before God when we're going through the midst of the storm, when we're going through the hardship? And I think that's something we have to ask ourselves. Can we remain faithful to God when we're going through the midst of the storm and we're going through the hardship? I just want to say uh, some of my uh, chat room, uh, chatting may slow down because I'm sharing the word. If you guys are in the chat room, just keep things going. Keep the spirit of prayer. Keep the ministry and the fellowship going. Uh, we will be copying and pasting any info, any prayer requests, any information, any website addresses or email addresses. If you want to leave any information, feel free to leave that on the chat room, or you can send private messages if you don't want it displayed, or you can always send it into our email box, prayerinternational at gmail.com. Well, praise God. Look, if you want to go to the phone, go to the phone, 619-638-8458. We're just declaring that God is pouring out His Spirit. There's a spirit of the prophetic and a spirit of evangelism that's merging. There's a spirit of God that's merging. The office of the prophet and the office of the evangelist are coming together. God is beginning to give His people keys that will unlock the hearts of people. Men and women of God, children of God, teenagers are listening to the voice of God, and God is moving his people and positioning his people to rip the layers off, to strip the barriers down, to break the dividing walls down that have been formed over the hearts of of people. There's been a breach. There's been a wall. There's been a separation. And God is using these keys. God is using these things to unlock the hearts of men and women. So praise God. We just want to let you know we're here for you tonight. And God is moving tonight by His Spirit. If there's anything you need prayer-wise, you can go to the phone. If, uh, you know, you got any unspoken prayer requests or whatever, just just let us know to just pray for you in general. Well, praise God. Look, uh, I think we're going to go into a time of prayer. Now, tomorrow night, I'll actually be on the broadcast a little bit more sharing and teaching. Tonight, we have some family things to come up. And invited for our time, so we apologize. Uh, you know, we really just go with the Holy Spirit however we can. You know, we made a point when we started this to try to go every night of the week. And we've done our best between Sean and I and some of the people that contribute. We've tried to go every night of the week. And, uh, you know, we just want to keep... Just our chat room open for your fellowship. We want to keep our radio line open for your encouragement and exhortation. Of course, we want to keep lifting you up in prayer. We're trying to form a spiritual family, be be the body of Christ. When you can't get prayer in the church, where you can't get prayer 24-7, you know, within the next couple of days, we're going to have a 1-800 number. We'll be posting up on the chat room on the website. We'll be uh, giving it out on the radio where you can actually call in and get prayer 24-7. Eventually, we're going to start having our prayer room staffed uh, on a scheduled time where you can call in at scheduled times and there will be people in the prayer room or at the other end of the 1-800 number where you can get prayer when you need it. But God is giving to men and women. He's giving keys. Now, listen, the key is, is to get into a place where you can hear the Lord and be led by the Spirit of God into the destiny and the plan and purpose of, for your life the assignment he has specifically for you, the future, and the expected end that he has specifically for you. 
You know, your walk with God is not my walk with God. It's not everyone's walk with God. And the way God deals with you is a little bit different than the way he deals with everybody else. The way God deals with me is a little bit different than the way he deals with everybody else. And so in this walk, we really have to be sensitive to what the Lord is speaking to us to do. Of course, any time God is speaking, it will line up. It will be in accordance. It will be in line with Scripture. And when God is speaking, it will fall into place with what the Word of God is saying, what the Word of God is declaring. And that's always a good safety net. That's always a good marker to begin to test the Spirit and see if what you're hearing is lining up with the Word of God. And so be open to what the Holy Spirit has to say. Be open to what the Lord is doing. And he really wants to use you in this hour. Look, I think there's a lot of people that really want to be used of God. And see, the Bible says that the Spirit imparted boldness so that they could become witnesses. In the book of Acts, they, they received the Holy Spirit. They became bold witnesses. And you know, God wants to pour out a spirit of boldness on his people in this hour. Now, boldness doesn't mean you have to shout and get loud. Boldness doesn't mean you have to scream and preach hellfire and brimstone, although we, you know, believe in preaching the word and declaring and being inspired and, and encouraged. And sometimes that gets a little emotional or loud. You know, sometimes that gets a little bold. Um, sometimes it's very peaceful and still. It really just depends on the way the Spirit's moving. But authority and boldness doesn't always necessarily mean you have to be in your face and obnoxious. But being bold in the Lord is just stepping out and sharing with a person or, or doing for a person what the Lord has put in your heart to do. And, you know, sometimes we miss that. You know, sometimes in our in our walk we get so busy throughout the day we don't always hear God leading us into a situation. Or maybe we're not even sure if that's God. But if we'll begin to just ask and ask God to make us sensitive and seek the Lord, we'll begin to get, be given more opportunities to share Christ and to do things for the Lord that we'll see God meet us in the middle of and bring fruit uh, in our lives and in the people around us. You know, the Bible says you overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. And as a Christian, listen, God wants you to be bold. He wants you to be strong. He wants you to share your faith and always be ready to give an account. Amen. So we have a little feedback here. God can hear your whispers, and he can interpret your groans. That's right. You know, I I actually shared that the other night about how uh, that Dove Doe was putting it on there tonight. You know, the other night I shared about how God's not looking for lip service, but sometimes the expression of our heart is what he's looking for. Sometimes we can't even express with words what we want to say and so it's more of just a feeling, a longing of the heart. God is looking and, and feeling with the expression and the, the, the desires in our heart. And from the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. So it's really important that you hide the word of God in your heart. Now listen, we're running out of time. I know it was short tonight uh, as far as when I got on there. Sean carried it the good portion of the, you know, the first half of the show, a little more than that. Tomorrow night we'll be back on. Listen. Praying for you, we're believing God for you. We're standing in the gap for you. This is a prayer-based ministry where you can call in, you can get prayer. You can know if you tell us to pray for you, you give your name, you give your details, give your information, we are going to be praying. We are going to be declaring 
the Word of God. We're going to be agreeing with Jesus and agreeing with the Holy Spirit, agreeing with the Word and the Father for your life. And you have prayer partners here. You have prayer family. And so, look, whatever your need is, go to God with it. There's no problem you have in your life too big for God to handle. He can handle it. So, listen, we just want to send our blessing out to J.C. Overcomer Ministries. God bless you tonight, Dove Doe, Kiva Renee, Keith 13. Everybody that's been on there tonight, God bless you. Our Facebook family, our Blog Talk Radio family, God bless you tonight. And, of course, those of you that are listening to Prayer International and on the website, you can reach us at www.prayerinternational.org. God bless you tonight. Compassion, love that stands the face.